guys and welcome to another episode of Coffee Catch-Ups with me, Tanya Wiley. And me, Amelia Beaumont. Coffee Catch-Ups is a Christian podcast all about doing life in your 20s. Uh, and just to clear things up, we are not teachers or theologians. We're just two people trying to do life for Jesus. So hi, Amelia. How are you doing? Hey, Tanya. I'm good. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. You know what, actually, I was reflecting recently because um, I can't remember what podcast it was on. But it wasn't too long ago. Um, when you asked me how I was, I was like, you know what, I'm really freaking out because I don't have much work. I've had loads of fall through. Mm. And now I have got work coming out my ears. And I said on that podcast before, it's like, I know God's going to provide, but please pray anyway. And then I, I said, oh, I'll probably be listening to this like in the future and think, oh yeah, God did provide. And this is this moment where I'm like, actually, I've got loads of work, which is great. I just had an audition today and I got the part and I'm just like, this is exciting. God is providing. So yay. Mate, that's amazing. Well done. Well done on getting the part. You absolute legend. That's so cool. Anyway, this week we are talking about COVID. Mm, Oh, you're so sick of that, man. I'm so sick of hearing that word. Um, But we thought it would be a good idea to reflect on what we have learned from COVID. I don't know about you, Amelia. Have you enjoyed the last two and a half years? (laughs) Two and a half? Two years? I can't remember. I I don't know whether enjoy is the word. (laughs) And it's it's just a, a weird topic, isn't it? Because it seems like this very sort of like conceptual thing. Yeah. But actually it's been very... Influential. Yeah, it's been influential. It's been a, a genuine reality. Um, yeah, such a weird one. It's been such a weird couple of years because it feels like a bit of a blur, mm-hmm. and it also it also feels huge because if you, like I talk about like we I always talk it like it's an era. Like I go pre pandemic, pre COVID, and then post COVID, and and yeah. um, I think it's going to be a subject matter which actually people in the future are really going to ask about like I imagine if um, I ever have grandkids they'll be like or even children like they'll be like oh my goodness how did you live through that and stuff like that and so we want to use this time really to reflect on some of the things that we've learned from COVID because it has been a really tricky time I think whoever you are and we fully acknowledge and disclaimer before we begin that everyone's journey and walk through this difficult few years has been different mm-hmm. and oh, the whole we're all in the same boat thing isn't true we're all in different boats but we're going through this, uh, the same storm and so um we fully acknowledge that and um and we want to be sensitive in our approach because we know that people have suffered a lot yeah absolutely so what's been one of the things that you learned through covid oh my god i feel like i'm a different person coming out of covid um for me the like i just feel like i've turned into an adult um I've just walked through so much stuff man like it's been tough and actually a lot of my stuff wasn't COVID directly but it would just made worse through COVID and personally as an extrovert lockdown not the one not the one for me mm-hmm. um especially the first lockdown where where were you for the first lockdown I was I was here with my parents okay okay um, how was that it was okay. I mean, again, I, I think I mentioned in a in a different episode, I was doing my master's thesis during the first lockdown. Yeah. And so in in a way, in a very selfish, selfish <laughs> way, um, it was sort of helpful that none nobody was allowed to go outside because then I didn't get FOMO 
Mm. I'm like, oh, I, I, I would really like to come out, but I'm doing my yes. thesis, um, which what is an extremely selfish way of looking at it. But it was, it was hard because actually there are times you need a break and you just need to get away from everything and you're locked in the house with with my family who are lovely yeah but when you're all in that environment all the time it does become infuriating yeah and your house isn't isn't a huge house so you can hear each other through walls so yeah which is not great when you're trying to concentrate but also I love that you've got something positive to say about it I think that's really important like to also acknowledge that there were blessings within COVID that were like I like to hear I like to hear the positive stories that not everyone had a miserable time because that's <laughs> good I'm glad yeah everyone had a good time yeah you know, I, I do feel weirdly I don't know about you but, but it's just me but like I feel weirdly nostalgic for the first lockdown because like what <laughs> I'm sorry. Come again. <laughs> it's really. I know it sounds really strange. I know. I know your experience of the first lockdown was very different. But like, in, in a way, and I again, I fully appreciate that I was very privileged in this situation and had mm. no, um, nobody that I knew, um, passed away or anything like that. And and that was obviously that's a huge blessing. Um, but yeah, it was like you know, community sort of everybody came around each other. Mm and you know everything was like okay well we can't do this in person so let's do it on zoom my, my fam like my extended family did like a zoom quiz yeah which everybody was doing the zoom quiz as I know but like for my yeah. extended family to be in contact all at the same time is a miracle to to just say zoom what a massive blessing come on like we such a blessing. podcast without zoom we wouldn't because we're never in the same place at the same time like maybe a couple of times a year <laughs> I think and I think since we're talking about blessings it's so important to talk about it it's so important to thank God for them even if your blessings seem so small and so tiny because if you don't if you don't go well these were the good things and these these were the things that I learned and the things that I loved and the things that brought us closer if you don't do that then they're just the lost years yeah like, I don't know if you agree with this Amelia but in my 20s I feel like I was robbed of two years of my 20s um, and if you focus on that, you it's depressing um, <laughs> because I'm like, well, 20s, you're supposed to be out having fun and living your best life. Um, and and it felt very much like, oh, I've lost these. So to be able to look back and go, well, these were the real blessings. And there definitely were a lot of silver linings to come out of it. And, mm-hmm. and that's, like you say, so important to acknowledge because actually as much as we wish that it had never happened, there are things that are blessings and you you really do have to count those because otherwise it's so easy to look back on what has been a very difficult period for everybody really yeah um and go actually god was still doing things in there again god was not limited by a pandemic because he's outside of that yeah Um, and i I remember actually like when things were just about to shut down Mm -hmm. uh, and i was still in exeter um at uni and things were just sort of closing and the very last Sunday that we had at church, um, the the guy who was preaching, absolute legend, um, called Paul Cook, what a lad. Um, but he, <laughs> he he said, um, you know, we don't know. This this may be the last Sunday that we're here together in person for a very long time. Um, and you have to figure out whose hand you're holding. Wow. That hand is not God's you are going to struggle yes wow oh my goodness and that's helpful man I'm emotional (laughs) 
right and that like you know this is two and a half years later and that stuck with me the whole time and I it was something that I really held on to during yeah. what you know there were some very difficult periods okay. of COVID where you just like you say you feel like you're being robbed and actually that's something that I really stuck with and went actually okay you, you just sit down and reassess whose hand am I holding yeah. okay actually no I need to I need to let go of that and and take God's hand again because that is the most important thing that's so beautiful I love that and I think particularly at the beginning with that I think we forget because of the passage of time we forget how scared everyone was how scared we all were. we didn't know how serious it was we didn't know um I mean in some ways we were naive because we didn't know that we were going to be locked down for basically two years we just thought oh, it'll be a few months but we I also remember like moving really far away from people in the street or on on Dartmoor I wouldn't go on the same path as somebody and now that seems ridiculous because you're like you're outside you're pretty safe but back then everyone was scared everyone no matter who you were you washed your hands like crazy and actually just that the trust in God who 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 says that you are uh, to quote a song no longer a slave to fear like to know that your your hope is in is in Christ that even if something's to happen to you or to you know to one of your brothers and sisters in Christ you know where they're going and you know that God is sovereign that's huge but there's so many people that didn't have that and there's so many people that came in that fear for an answer to the church I remember at the beginning people were playing loads of worship songs live on Facebook live um and things like that and I just thought oh what it's a huge moment of going oh I am this small and God is this big and I'm in your hands and I think that's something that we can do with taking with us in a way as we move into this post-COVID striving to get back on your feet kind of area of life is remembering that God is still sovereign you are you know in, I'm not all right, positive to say you're still like just a small little person, but you you still are. Your problems aren't as huge as they may seem. God is still almighty. And uh, sounds, sounds like I'm really putting people down there. I'm really not trying to, but it is a good reminder. Yeah, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, I, I really like the, the first lockdown was interesting for me because I worked um, at NHS 111. Mm-hmm. Uh, I lost my job, as I think many people did during the pandemic and I because theatres closed really early I jumped ship and was like I need a job and I got one instantly so I praise God for that provision I was so lucky yeah. otherwise I'd have been really I don't know what I've done <laughs> so that's something really positive but I remember we you had literally like two days of training then you had to be on the phone lines answering people's medical emergencies regarding COVID and it was COVID response um, and the second phone call I had I picked up the phone, did all the spiel that you do at the beginning, and I just heard this noise, this like odd noise. And at first, I thought it was a prank call. I was like, "Hello, you? What is this?" <laughs> and then I realised through the kind of the noise eventually that it was somebody like wailing, their soul just crying. That noise that I've only heard a few times, and it's always been in in the heartache of grief. Um, and it was just a lady trying to find out what the rules were now because she just lost her dad literally that day a few hours before and the doctors had told her what the COVID rules were but she was so shocked that she'd forgotten and she was ringing up to find out and I had to basically it was a very easy phone call in many ways to answer the information but I remember thinking gosh this is emotional people are going through stuff Um, and I went and had a little cry later that night and was like like God I need your strength to deal with this 
Um, and oh my goodness, he provided it. Like I had to deal with a lot of suicide calls that on that line. Very quickly to me, it became very obvious that this was a mental health problem just as much as it was a, a actual physical health issue. Yeah, absolutely. But do you know, I really, I love what you said kind of at the start of your point about like God is still sovereign mm. and like in all of this time both kind of again when you kind of separate it into eras like pre-covid like during covid and post-covid god has not changed yeah but also i think that's something that we really discovered mm. in that time was his sovereignty and ability to give strength as well because you do as much as i i was quite blessed to not have a difficult experience of the first lockdown particularly you know in, in kind of relative terms there were times where you kind of just come to the point of I just have nothing left I have no strength to yeah. to go forward with this and actually like it is it's in those points where you see God's sovereignty um I love it and I think it's remembering because I think there was the one of the one of the parts of COVID was the relentless knockbacks because in many ways I know a lot of people really came together in that time and thought yeah we're a team I remember I mean Okay, so uh, I am not a Boris Johnson fan. Disclaimer. But he did the, the like the couple of speeches at the beginning that were almost church Churchill like, where it was like particularly that like um, the first the first couple of ones at the very first lockdown of like we're I'm really sorry we're gonna have to lock down and and there was a sense of oh, gosh we are all in this together even though it's not technically true there was a sense and people came in around each other like you said Amelia. But the tough stuff was when all of these divides started happening. The tier system was mm. such a divide for people. Some people were in tier one, some people were in tier two. Those of you in Cornwall basically had a great old time. Um, <laughs> some of us were, I remember one point I was every day, I was doing this Christmas show in Oxford when I was living there. And every day I was checking the news to just to find out when we could no longer do the show. And every day I was praying, God, please not today. Because the minute they closed it down, the minute I lost all of my income. And it was, it was scary and it was miserable. And I remember being so, oh, I was just really struggling. But, um, but, and then the following year when you thought, oh yeah, well, come on, we're moving, we're moving on, we're moving past it. And then they were like, oh, lockdown again. And you're like, oh, and then it was like, and for me as well, I had this thing where I had to get work and then it would have to be canceled because of COVID and, oh, and, uh, and you just felt like this boat in these massive waves being tossed here and there with no control over your life or anything. And so that is such a like difficult place for a human per being to be in it's not just oh I've got to deal with this I've got to deal with this oh and then I've got that and then I've got that so remembering that God is faithful was like I could I could see why that would be really hard during that time like especially if you've lost stuff especially if you're going through difficult things did, like did you experience that sort of being battered and pushed around yeah definitely I mean I as you know my general makeup is that I hate change um and <laughs> I, I genuinely like I find it so hard to deal with and actually so um within obviously the first lockdown like I said it was the four of us together and then my sister moved out um just before the start of the second lockdown actually she got a job in Cornwall um and awesome. had to move like there was no way she could have commuted um and so, and at that point, 
I was unemployed mm-hmm. um, and looking for work and suddenly she had a job and she was moved out and I obviously didn't have my yeah. I'd like finished my master's by that point and I was like oh she's gone and it's just me unemployed in the house with my parents in another lockdown and then you know like you say kind of the changing rules was really hard to deal with because I was like well what can I do what can't I do like and you know different people sort of hugging and some people going yeah actually I can hug and like you know and I'm I'm a hugger like I was really struggling with with all of that um and yeah it did really feel like that and also at the same time getting job rejections as well because it was was a tough job market like there was no jobs (laughs) it's tough now but it was even worse then (laughs) it was so tough um and I just wasn't expecting it because you have this expectation kind of like we were talking about in the um I'm not where I thought I would be episode this expectation that life is going to look a certain way Mm. and like I again like you said like you just feel like these years have been yeah lost yeah and and especially when you are in your 20s like you say you're supposed to be having the time of your life and living it up and it's it was all just so hard to deal with I was like how do I navigate this completely new reality that's so far away from what I had planned for myself I think it's um just picking up on what you're saying about your sister I I know there's definitely people that um that was were able to move forward during the pandemic and in in whatever way whether that be relationally or I mean so my mom loved lockdown she loved it she was living her best life she could drop all of her responsibilities at church she so she's an intensive care nurse so she was working and she is one of the people that received the clap as payment um <laughs> she wasn't thrilled about that <laughs> she was like I don't know why they're clapping me I do it all the time <laughs> you know what, I've met your mum a grand total of once and I completely see that <laughs> yeah yeah and but she I mean she worked really hard and actually non they my parents didn't get covid um, during the time and um but they loved it like because you know in many ways their life is pretty much sorted if that's a, if that is a thing if as much as one's life can be like they have a nice garden they live in a nice place they've got a nice house they've got their family and in a way like my mum loved it because for the first lockdown me and my brother were around like she was yeah. like oh great we can go back to being happy families and we can all share the cooking and and I remember thinking it's really hard to be around you you're so happy when I've lost so much Mm. um and then like later on in that year I think I got even worse for me I I went through a breakup I lived alone I lost more work I was depressed I wasn't sleeping I didn't want to hear from somebody that loved lockdown because I knew that if we went into another lockdown that meant a battle for my own mental health that meant the difference between potentially finding life bearable and not finding it bearable um I really really struggled and hearing somebody go oh I missed the first lockdown that was a difficulty and I think many people will resonate with that if you perhaps lost people to COVID or you lost your house or whatever you there was a lot of loss it can be really hard to hear from those other people um 
and I, I, I don't know what the advice is there other than you're all, we're all on our own journey. God's got you anyway. Um, um, I think not so much advice, but also like, if you're still here, well done. That's huge. Huge. Like, you know, I know you went through, like you just said, a really, really seriously awful, tough time. Um, and and many people did as well and like you say so much loss and actually to get through that Mm. is so admirable like well done and also you know you're seen and you're not alone yeah Um, because some so many people are still also reading from the effects of COVID even though you know we're now sort of in the middle of 2022. I I mean even now it feels like another we've we've just got through the we just got through the pandemic and now there's a war Oh, and now there's a cost of living crisis. And now there's this mon- monkey pox as well. And you're like, oh, for goodness sake. <laughs> Not another one. Um, uh, I guess, sorry, to jump on your point, because you just reminded me of something that got me through, is there is there is hope. Mm-hmm. There is always a tiny bit of hope, even if you can't see it. There's always, if you really search for it, there it is there. But even in your darkest moment where you're like, everything is bad, everything is against me. Absolutely. And God is the God of making a way where there seems to be no yeah. way. Amen. Uh, we've seen this so many times. And, you know, in terms of provision, like of money, like you've said before. Mm, like, yeah. And um, it's, it's often so different to how we expect Mm-hmm. like the, I think a lot of the time we we have this expectation of well if God is going to make a way I can only see him doing it one particular way there's no other way out of it whatsoever and then God comes through and he makes a completely different way and you're like how did how did that happen yeah how did he do that um but that is who he is and what he does and I it's so I mean I know both of us have so many examples of that and I'm sure um if if you have a relationship with God that you've seen this too and you know but also it's it's hard to see isn't it when we're in that situation of hardship it's it's really difficult to remember those points Mm -hmm. and then you come through the other side of it and you're like oh he did it again (laughs) like yeah and I think it comes down to that like that thing you were saying right at the beginning of this recording was is like is your trust fully in God is your hand in his because when it is you don't need to live in fear i think sometimes when we're in those storms where you're tossed and turned it can be so easy to look at the problems and not look at god there's this brilliant quote i have it on i used to have it on a poster when i was a kid um and it says don't tell uh god how big your storm is tell your storm how big your god is and yeah. i think that's so true and i think we if making it that practice of going <laughs> I know God is bigger. I know God is faithful. I know God is good. Uh, and I love what you said on a previous podcast. I can't remember which one it was, but it comes down to who do you think, what what do you think the nature of God's will and plans are? Um, and if you're in that, then, then that carries you and it holds you. Um, yeah, he's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole wide world in his hands. <laughs> you're welcome, everybody. <laughs> I love it. I but yeah, I think I think we should talk about church and how that changed. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. church was like it was one minute it was in person and very kind of normal. 
and then it suddenly it was online yeah weird very weird did you do online church I yeah I so I I mean I'm not really a morning person (laughs) I I was I usually was sort of like just in bed with my laptop here and I was just kind of watching it half asleep (laughs) but it wasn't it wasn't on zoom it was just a it was like a a live stream um Mm -hmm. recording um yeah how about you what was your lockdown church experience I hated lock like the online church like it's not the it's not that I did I just didn't go very much because I really didn't enjoy it because I love the atmosphere when you walk into church and um the community and so uh for me the 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 live streams are amazing and I really thank you everyone that took part in them they're fantastic but like recorded worship oh it's not the one is it not the one it's not for me it's not the one like it's still good and you know it's still worship but I felt myself needing to just play the piano for worship myself and sing worship songs that way um and so the talks I'd listen I would listen to but honestly I didn't really go and I know it's really bad but for me churches where two or more are gathered together and like and that for me that doesn't mean online I also I moved in COVID I'm an idiot um (laughs) Um, but I moved and so I had to join a church during the online thing I cannot tell you how much of a struggle it was so I before I moved I like did that thing where it was just like email the church people and was like hey I'm coming to join your church how exciting please welcome me please find me a small group of young people mm-hmm. um, and then so they put me in contact with this small group and I was invited to join their zoom meeting there is nothing more difficult than trying to form friendships on Zoom with people who are already friends whilst you're struggling with depression. <laughs> oh my goodness. And then I remember being like, they were like, what do you want prayer for? And I was like, I just want friends. Like I genuinely, that was my heart cry. I was like, I want to meet up for coffee with one person because that was all we was allowed to do at the time. Mm. And I was like, that's what I want. <laughs> and so they were like, they prayed for me. It was lovely. But then like no one offered to meet up for coffee. And I was like, okay. And then one person did and then they stood me up. And um, oh, and it was really tough. Like I was like, this is the church. And I know we're all struggling right now. But it felt like everybody, even the church, went into, I'm just going to survive. We like met a lot of people, not everyone. I think some people are still really good at being outward, but a lot of people are like, I'm surviving. Um, so that's, I really didn't have a good, good church experience. And I was so glad. So I rejoiced so much when we could um, go back into church. But one thing I will say, do you remember, do you remember that period when um, we weren't allowed to sing? Yes, that was, oh man, that was a struggle because I, I, like you, I really, worship is really, really a strong sort of connect with God time for me. Um, and I love to sing and I've been part of worship teams and it's yeah. such a good thing. You've got a lovely voice. Sort of stand in the building next to the one other person in your sort of group of two oh, with yeah. a mask on and then just kind of listen to it. Mm. Sucked like it absolutely sucked and also I would also like to point out that there was research singing does not disperse more yeah yeah than speaking anyway it was so random (laughs) I know I'm not going to rant over that one because I could but also like it was like and I would have to come home 
and put on worship music and just sing because it oh, was really? just I needed to um but I, I I do also remember so the first week when that rule was lifted um we had a what we call a kingdom come event at our church which is just a worship and prayer night everybody was belting the songs <laughs> and it was just the best atmosphere oh my goodness those what vocal cords had the best rest of their life <laughs> yeah we were just absolutely going for it it was like it was a I think it was a Friday night as well and it's it's very kind of an unstructured thing so we were just like there was no chairs we just stood and people were just oh. going for it it was incredible I think it's probably the biggest turnout they've ever had at a kingdom <laughs> cup because people just wanted to come sing oh um, brilliant I love that time. but you know I did I I'm the same as you I love to belt it like if you stand next to me in worship I'm so sorry everybody you might need to put an ear earphone in um <laughs> I will be going loud I will also be in tune just before anyone gets any idea <laughs> it's gonna be flat I'll be in tune or I'll be in harmony it will sound great but it'll be loud um <laughs> but um I I thought it was a really wonderful thing to learn to listen mm. because although I want to belt and I wanted to just sing I was like, oh, I'm just gonna, just gonna listen. And that was really, really important for me. So I did enjoy that. Um, and I did, I did really, oh, I did really enjoy the love your neighbor things. Yeah, the yeah, love your neighbor. Yeah, and like as much as, like you said, some of the church did go very much into survival mode. Yeah. Um, and that is what some people needed, but also, you know, like so much of the church also was so outward looking. Mm. um which is great it's so great yeah, and there's actually a quote that um was going around that I really loved um and I'm just going to find it because I um I actually put it into a blog post I love that okay so this is a, a quote from um a guy called Eusebius he was one of the early church fathers um and he was writing about um something that was called the plague of Cyprian um, which happened sort of like 250 to 270 AD. It was a plague that swept across the Roman Empire, which they think probably now was um, Ebola or something similar. Mm. Um, and Eusebius writes this about the church, which I really, I just love it. He says, most of our brethren showed love and loyalty in not sparing themselves while helping one another, mm. tending to the sick with no thought of danger and gladly departing this life with them after becoming infected with their disease. Many who nursed others to health died themselves, thus transferring their death to themselves. The best of our own brothers lost their lives in this way, some presbyters, deacons and laymen, a form of death based on strong faith and piety that seems in every way, in every way equal to martyrdom. They would also take up the bodies of the saints, close their eyes, shut their mouths and carry them on their shoulders. They would embrace them, wash and dress them in burial clothes and soon receive the same service themselves. Mm -hmm. It's, it's really, it sounds really doom and gloom. Yeah. And also, that is not to say, if we're in a pandemic, that you should put yourselves in danger. <laughs> but at the same time, like, just, it was it was recognised that actually Christians had such selfless love for one yeah. another. But also that, that we do not need to fear death. Mm. Like, death is, um, is almost like, sometimes it feels like, we struggle to comprehend it in our current society. And my mum talks about this. She says, as she's she's been in nursing for a really long time, and she she notices that younger generations they really struggle to understand death and cope with it. Mm. 
because although it's absolutely sad when you lose someone you love it's part of life and as Christians we actually and as horrible as it is to do although in sorrow we also rejoice yeah because we know that that better things are for that person absolutely absolutely and I, I know this is not absolutely not to call anybody out because it was such a difficult time but I, I do remember some Christians that I know being so worried yeah so fearful. like oh this person came close to me and um they sneezed yeah what, like, what's gonna happen am I gonna get sick and it was such a a deep set worry like and it it really saddens me because actually you know it it's being it's being it was good to be cautious of course there's nothing wrong with being cautious and doing that you're protecting others so that's a good yes, thing absolutely absolutely um but also it was like oh if what if I get, get sick what if what if I die and like you're saying actually we we can be confident and it's it seems like a really morbid thing to talk about and um no, but, but actually like you know the next life will be so much better very good like if you have a relationship with Jesus this is this isn't even a preview yeah of what it's going to be like like yeah. it's going to be so much better like you know Paul says to live as Christ to die as gain gain yeah like it's going to be so much better like if you read the descriptions of heaven in Revelation wow yeah. I can't wait it's going to be so great man and of like, course that's hard to do at the time and of course people grieving will find that really hard um but I've actually got so a friend of my dad's um he died recently um and he was brilliant because when he when he had he had cancer and he was also a doctor so um he he knew exactly what was happening to him and uh he cut he would come to church when we wouldn't put a mask on he'd be like I don't care <laughs> he'd be like I'm gonna sing and I'm gonna worship and um God's gonna heal me God didn't heal him God decided that he would spends eternity with with him instead and I just thought that's brilliant he's putting a really good example because there were a lot of people in my parents church because it's an elderly gen elderly generation a lot of them still scared to come even now mm. um, so I just pray that that spirit of fear might be gone um amongst the church and we lead away but yeah that's beautiful wow. mm. yeah. so Amelia I guess um to in order to sum up I thought we could perhaps talk about what's your one lesson from COVID you will take one lesson my my one thing would be that God is sovereign yeah um because he just you know a global pandemic is completely out of our control yeah. there is nothing we can do and I, I think there's as people in a developed country that's something that we're not used to um and so it's really hard to let go and just go okay I actually can do nothing about this but God is in control yeah he is more powerful than this amen um, which was a tough thing to remember mm -hmm. at times it really was and there'll definitely be moments when you'll we'll need to do that or you know remind yeah. us of that definitely but it was a real learning curve for me to go actually okay my circumstances look too completely different from what I thought they would at this point um but actually God is in control um and he's still good and he hasn't changed like his character is still like I said before his character is still the same um he's not gone anywhere he's not going anywhere mm -hmm. he is the same yesterday today and forever um 
and that yeah that kept me going how about you what was what did you learn well I think I learned so much from from COVID my life drastically changed um throughout the these two years um so I totally second your your point um but I think there's a a couple of things what, what one of the really important things is how much we need each other like if that hasn't become apparent by a pandemic I don't know what ha- what what has done like I'd never really suffered with my mental health until I'd had to walk through COVID um COVID made things a little bit worse um and so many people did I'd never appreciated going around to someone's house for a cup of tea before until COVID not really not truly because I remember <laughs> when everything was closed I didn't care about going to the clubs. <laughs> I genuinely didn't. I was like, I don't care. I could, I could go forever without that. I genuinely, and I was also like, I don't want to go to a festival. Like, I don't care. But I want to go to my friend's house, sit inside, and have a cup of tea and catch up. Yeah, absolutely. I know what you mean. I, you come to appreciate it in such a different yeah. way. Oh, I'm kind of using two here. So appreciating people and that we need people, mm. and also to oh, I learned so much about mental health, man yeah like I've learned so much and I'm still learning and the I hope that we continue to remember that it's so important um because like you know I I learned within the lockdown at one point that if somebody's mental health was struggling that that actually it was okay to break a couple of the rules and I know it sounds like I'm advertising unlawful behavior I'm not I'm saying to recognize what's more important and so for me that's a big one and um I think God um is totally blessed me with that um the the I went through it and I can help other people with it um and so I'm just I'm just in awe man of how much God has changed my life in the course of that absolute misery is like I'm less fearful now than I was before I'm just summing up all of our points by the way um (laughs) I've got so many lessons to give from COVID (laughs) so like before I was really scared to like give my career a proper go because I was like well what if I fail and then like in the circuit breaker lockdown God provided me with a with um with filming work when no one else had work he provided me with then a theatre job, which when no one else had their job, it was going to be closed all the time. And then throughout the following 2021, although I lost a lot of work and I was scared a lot of the time, he provided me with work when no one else had work. So like God is provider. God is, he can transform your life no matter what the circumstances are. And you need not fear because he is sovereign. Man, so much, so much. And I, there's, do you know what? There's a quote from, um, a man called Edwin Lutyens, who designed the Catholic cathedral in Liverpool, uh-huh. um, and it's um, it's a very funky looking thing. It does not look like a cathedral at all. Um, go see it if you get a chance. It's really cool. Anyway, he talks about because um, the cathedral was built on a workhouse site, um, and there's this beautiful quote. So he says, "From the chaos of poverty and sickness." rises the shrine of Christ the King. From the carcass of misery and despondency comes forth love and mercy. This is your cathedral church upon a workhouse site. Mm-hmm. I'm wow. like, flip, oh my goodness. Like, yeah. only God can do that. Mm. Only God can bring so much beauty and love and mercy and hope yeah. out of what seems and is horrific. Yeah. like from the ashes he gives beauty and um 
there's that there's that great song which I I'm so into at the moment called Graves into Gardens. Oh and yeah, that's a good song. Then Graves into Gardens, you give beauty for ashes, you turn bones into armies. You're the only one who can. Yeah. Um, and just so much hope from that. So much hope. Yeah. You know, and I mean, however, and I, I say this genuinely, and I, again, as someone who did not who lost but did not lose much during the pandemic but for for those who did really lose a lot um however much you lost god can god can give you so much more um so much more and he he's so capable of doing that it might not be in the way that you think or the way that you hope um but either way he will he will do it and do better than what you expect as well yeah um because that, that's just who he is mm, you reminded me of and i know i've spoken about it already because i've been listening to the song all, all the time this week um counting every blessing yeah um, i love it letting go and trusting when i cannot see counting every blessing counting every blessing surely in every season you are good to me and I feel like that that is something that we can take from COVID is in every season, no matter how much you lost or how much fire you walked through, he is still good to you. So this week, guys, we are recommending self-care and self-care tips. So, uh, Amelia, what do you do with your self-care? Do you do self-care? Do you look after yourself? I, I do. And again, I think this is quite like we were saying quite quite a relevant one to put on the end of covid episode because i really developed doing self-care during covid yeah um so yeah something i try to do don't always succeed at doing is i i really try to take one just once a week um maybe once every two weeks if i'm super busy kind of half an hour like of an evening just to look after myself a bit just to like I do a face mask maybe like have a bath sit with a book um because you know that's my ultimate bliss bath (laughs) book um and um yeah and just do like I don't know maybe like do my eyebrows or like sort my nails out whatever kind of needs doing to make myself just relax and feel slightly better um and sort of if I'm if I'm not in the bath I'll sort of sit in my room and put something on Netflix that I just don't have to like think about so not even this may surprise you not even a history documentary oh wow I know just something easy to watch um close my door and just have me time because you know I am an introvert so I need the just the recharge time um but yeah that's me how about you uh actual checkup like a checkup of your mental health um so you just do it every so often you just go and like book an appointment and have a mental health checkup really I I didn't know that was a thing love that um yeah and you just you just chat somebody and they ask you questions and you just find out how you're doing and if and that's lovely I think that's brilliant (laughs) um so I'd say that's what my my top tip um but also you guys you know you like just I love Amelia's thing where she just takes a uh, an evening or an afternoon or whatever and does something that she enjoys and for me that would be hiking I just take myself for a little hike love um, guys thank you so much once again for listening if you are enjoying coffee catch-ups or if you just want to say hi 
or send us some things to talk about that you want to hear about um please 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 send us a message we would love to hear from you we are coffee underscore catch-ups on instagram and twitter coffee catch-ups podcast on facebook and coffee catch-ups podcast at gmail.com i am counting